Welcome to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast where you will discover creative ways to improve your health and well-being. Someone may have told you that art isn't for you, but they were wrong. Anyone can create arts for the health of it. No talent or experience necessary. I'm just a little songbird. Try to fly my way homeward with the melody And I make the beat Don't know where it'll take me, take me Cause when I'm in the dark of night I sing my way back to the light Come along with me and your heart will see That a song changes everything Oh I could have talked to Corey McDonald, who is the guest today for, I mean, I'd still be talking to her if I could. I know. I wish we didn't have a time limit. We could just keep talking. Well, we we blew past our time limit on this one. We sure did. She's a transpersonal art therapist, which I didn't have a clue what that was before meeting her. Same. Um, But she's from fascinating woman like she's from canada but she's lived all over the world and has engaged with people in art making all over the world and it was so good i think one of my favorite parts was hearing about about not a boot she's from canada so uh (laughs) about the different art forms are from everywhere that she's lived i think that was so fascinating and it's also different Yeah. And for those of you, which is all of us that are experiencing stress right now, she helps people use the arts to deal with and express heavy and negative emotions so that they can move past them and move more freely in the world. So if you ever experience stress, you have to listen to this episode. And she has a book that she talks about, um, but she shares one of her exercises that's in that book. Uh, she starts at the end of this episode, so make sure you listen all the way through to the end. And if you want to participate in that activity, all you need is a piece of paper. I used crayons. Richard had oils, pastels. You can use markers, whatever. You just need colors. You just need colors. And you can enjoy the bliss that we all got to experience at this end of this episode. And if you've never had stress before, please <laughs> contact us because we want to talk to you about we- that. <laughs> We'll need to interview you. How yes. are you doing that? Yes. So I want to I want to give you a quick um, little biography on Corey. She believes we are meant to flow as the creative intelligence we are in order to leverage life's challenges such as stress, pain, triggers, and heavy emotions in real time for wisdom and new potentials rather than getting derailed by them. Mm-hmm. She has over two decades of cross-cultural experience of living abroad in five countries, and she loves teaching people how to uncover and activate their innate creative intelligence and what i like especially is that she enjoys working with those who don't even realize the infinite wealth of creative power that they even have Mm. so i love that she kind of unlocks that oh my gosh that's one of my favorite things is when someone comes up to me and goes i didn't even know i was an artist until this yes and for, little plug for her book, Life in Full Colors. Um, she talks about it a little bit in this interview, but definitely go check it out. Uh, just a gem of information. It's a long interview, but it's a really fun interview. We laugh a lot and we learn a lot. And uh, she has already agreed to come back and talk. 
she's just so much fun and she was- knows so much and and has uh, experienced so much. So here's the interview with Corey McDonald for your listening and viewing pleasure. Yes. Um, but you were born in Canada. Mm-hmm. Do you still have an accent? Oh my gosh. I still write A at the end of my <laughs> sentences <laughs> in my text. Like pretty cold, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so yes. And I, yes. Yeah. And I'm told when I say about and iron, I can't iron my clothes. I sound like a pirate. Iron. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of questions with that word in there. I'm from northern Wisconsin, so I have that same yeah. accent that I try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey. And um, so I try not to use it as much as possible. So I was trying to come up with questions that wouldn't make me use those words. Like, don't say talk about yeah. this or that. Yes. It'll be a four hour long podcast just with the extra O's in some of the words that we have to pronounce is what's going to happen. But how long were you in Canada? Yeah. So I, I grew up Canada and then my husband and I got married super young. Like now that my kids are getting older, going off to university, I'm like, no wonder my mom freaked out when we said we're going to get married. We were 23 when we got married and then we just had this strong feeling to go and live somewhere not mm. just travel through somewhere. There was something, thank God it was in both of us. So we went mm. together <laughs> and stayed together. And we ended up in Japan because everybody was going to Japan at that time. And that was it, you guys. And we've been overseas for 25 years in five wow. different countries. And yeah, and it's so funny because most of it's been in Asia. And I'm not a little lady. Like I'm six foot one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and James is six four. So it's hilarious that we ended up in these like Japan, Thailand, Singapore, like these cultures where people were really small, but we just found our way. And I can tell you it was, it's been quite a fun adventure. So to Mm. be in Belgium is quite special now, somewhere more Western that we get Christmas makes sense here again. (laughs) (laughs) So Japan, Belgium, where else have you lived? Yeah, we were in Dubai before Belgium. So it was the Middle East. Yeah. And um, where uh, Singapore, Japan, uh, uh, th- we went back to Japan. So we, we started in Japan. Then we got ourselves th- thinking we'll go back to Canada because we had a baby. And we moved there out of guilt. Don't ever do anything out of guilt. Because <laughs> we were just miserable. Here we went to be near the grandparents. And finally, even my father was like, you guys seem so depressed. Like, he, he, he said, There's a job at a Canadian school in Singapore. This, how we pop around is my husband is in education. He's very creative with education. So there's international schools all around the globe for people who get sent to work overseas, but they want their child to be kind of in a system where they, there's a continuity. So it's quite beautiful because these kids are like used to being with a, in a classroom with like a United Nations. They don't really see difference. You know, they just, mm-hmm. They, they And if they suddenly dad gets a job in Korea, then they got to go to Korea. So they there's this sort of ability to um, be flexible and malleable. And so mm. my kids have taught me so much about that. And life has taught us that. So we went, yeah, to Canada, back to Japan, then Singapore, then Bangkok. And then um, we were in Dubai. And now we're in Belgium. So yeah. And all the time I've been learning and growing more with this field that I'm in. And it's forced me to be creative because in every culture, I have to work differently. Like it, mm. you can imagine in Bangkok where there's meditation and yoga retreats popping up everywhere. 
I, I had this bricks and mortar business. It was just like easy because everybody was so curious about transpersonal art therapy, taking a cosmic view of of art therapy. So body, mind, spirit, universe. So there was a lot of, we always start with a quietening in meditation, coming into connection with this deeper universal self, then flowing into that. So that was the shape there. But you can imagine going to the Middle East as a, an Islamic country in Dubai. I had to shift <laughs> how I worked. It was very, mm. very different, a different level of work. And But it's it's fun because something always opens up and I just have to be like my kids, malleable and changeable and, and see what flows. Something always happens. Mm. So how did you come to the field of art therapy? And then what is transpersonal art therapy? How would you, how would you describe that? That was one that? of my questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fantastic. That's a really good question because art therapy in of itself is quite a new concept. And then you add the transpersonal and it's like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe I'll start there and then back up to your first question is how I came to it. So art therapy and I'll start with art therapy for, for the way that I learned a transpersonal approach uh, studio approach, which means that it's not so clinical, but there is clinical art therapy where you can diagnose and these sort of things. I can, in a sense, but um, I'm more working with the fact that each person is an artist of their life, a creator. And so the art in the terms of the art therapy I use, it's basically, uh, think of it as instead of Picasso or art with a capital A, <laughs> that has to be just so, it's not that at all. It's mm. It's very much that our emotions are essentially energy in motion. So it's just a container. Hmm. You know, you think of a piece of paper is literally a container for this flow of energy in motion. So, and I'm I'm calling out and inviting the most curious, wonder-filled part of us that wants to explore, like a like a child that you would see in a preschool. I would say almost like preschool art, like doodling and just flowing out shapes, lines, and colors. The hand just starts to move. And when you start to feel safe and comfortable with the space and the, the art therapist in that flow, you are like a child. And just something always comes through and you never know what will come. And that takes a lot of um, trust, but it's easy to once you get catch that rhythm because it becomes very very wonder filled to see mm. this whole dimension of oneself come out onto the page. And with the therapy aspect of it, I go to the root, the Latin root of therapy is therapia, which is to intend towards and we're intending towards with art therapy, we're intending towards growth and transformation to take something that feels stuck and not working. And instead of avoiding it saying, Oh, my gosh, this would be actual art, art material. What would happen if I put this tension in paper uh, out of me? <laughs> what would happen if I took this banging into this relationship with maybe, I don't know, my partner or my child or my sister or brother, this guy at work? What would that look like? What would that feel like? What lines, colors? And then all of a sudden, this thing is outside of us, and we can start to have some interaction with it, dialogue with it, and ask if we know what it looks like that we don't want, then we can easily pivot it and start mm. to figure out what we do want. So that's in essence. So when we add the transpersonal piece, that's like I had mentioned before, we're body, mind, spirit, but we're also like a micro to the macro. We have this creative intelligence within in us, 
most of us have no idea. I had no idea for decades that I had any of this inside of me. <laughs> you got to do what you don't like to figure out what you're going to do. Like, <laughs> I had a lot of education and four by fouring through life. I called it like, I just didn't know. And, um, but then once you wake up to the fact that, wait a minute, I, I'm a creative being. And if I'm the micro, then I can connect. I could make connection with universal intelligence. And as you're, in that power of play, you're so chilled. You're no longer in this ruminating beta mind. All of a sudden you can download insight and wisdom and next steps that you couldn't access before when you're thinking you're this separate piece of life without any backup. We have all wealth of intelligence coming to us. It's just that we're never taught these ways in school, you know? Were you always creative and artistic or was that something like you like, mm. were you, did you always have that childlike essence or was that something that you had to figure out for yourself before you started doing the work? Mm. I like that question because I know we all start with that. We definitely start with that Richard. And then, then things start to shut that down depending mm -hmm. on our conditioning, our families, the kind of schools we go to, the kind of culture we're in. So I definitely was. And it's funny, you know, now that you asked me that, as soon as you did, phew, so that creative intelligence just, I, I get literally uh, like a movie goes by. Mm -hmm. So the vision I saw was a little Corey. And that's little, because I was telling you guys, I'm six foot one. <laughs> so short and young. Short and young, little. I think I'm about, in this in this one that shot through, was uh, probably about five years old. My dad is uh, was uh, an engineer back then. There was no computer, so we had these big machines that would make these big drawings. And then, the or these maps, and they would be massive, like, for a, for a little kid, they were probably about my height now, but these massive pieces of six foot reams of paper and he would never want to throw anything out, right? Good dad. <laughs> He'd say, girls, flip these over. You can draw on these. And I would literally, honestly, I would get lost in worlds in there. I would be hmm. in my own world. I was didn't realize it then, but I was doing the essence of what I had spoken to earlier, creating a safe space in which to start to flow my heavy trapped emotions in. And I, our family had its fair share of dysfunction and not knowing how to deal with heaviness or trapped emotions as most families. I mean, we're just learning these tools now in this generation. Mm. So, you know, bless my, um, my, my, my upbringing, but you know, we just didn't have those tools. So it's, I find it really interesting when I talk, not just my story, but many people, we find tools. I would, would play in snow worlds. I grew up in North Canada, tons of snow. I would make my own home. I would make a really, a, a home I felt really safe and cozy in. I would play for hours in that snow. I would not go in snow now. I would die. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so when you say that, Richard, I think I, I did have that. And I think though a lot of it shut down as I started to become really, I became really withdrawn in my life. I had anxiety. I spiraled into a series of depression. So I didn't have that. I didn't appear to have all that joy, but that's that flame is always there. It just gets covered up by stuff. And then little times would peek out. Like I did end up in art school because I was one of these people who was kind of good at everything and just didn't love anything. And I was told by uh, my, I took this art elective in university first course, first year. And, and uh, 
my teacher said, you should really try for art school. You're really natural in it. And I said, you're almost failing me. Like, <laughs> I said, I kind of, yeah. And he said, I'm pushing you. And he was this kind of teacher. So in the end, I, I worked with him and I did get into art school. And that's when I started to learn about art therapy, you guys, because I could do the art side of it. I, I could learn all that about balance and tension. And in critiques, we, we were supposed to talk about these things. But all my heart wanted to say was, oh, my gosh, Sonia, I can see that you're totally working out that stuff you're going through with your boyfriend. Like, I could just see and I could start to see people's um, emotions and feel into it, into the art. And a couple profs pulled me aside and said, you know, you're going to graduate just fine but you should really think about art therapy that was the beginning of me starting to pick my way towards mm. it yeah and you mentioned that there was kind of that flame was always there but there was this covering that that you kind of had to go through uncovering mm. and was there an impetus for that process for you that, that may be too personal of a question but i i know that that journey of uncovering or taking off the armor mm. and those layers of protection. I know for a lot of people that I know, there's sometimes an inciting incident for what drives that. Oh I my gosh, I love that question. There definitely was. I think I think it's like you say that there's certain things that's that happen, certain events that there's a realization that it doesn't have to be this way. And mm. I think for me, it was moving to Japan and recognizing this was the second time we were there and the, becoming a parent and recognizing, oh my gosh, now I've, because in hindsight, it's funny, I didn't realize that move to overseas that my husband and I made, I realized that because I didn't have the tools to deal with stuff, part of it was a running away from. I was trying to create something new without the recognition that unless you heal those things, unless you hold those things, unless you love those things and ask them, what are you trying to teach me? They won't pivot and change. You can't alchemize mm. or create something new unless you own it. I, I just ran. <laughs> I just <laughs> ran to Japan, but not knowing that, right? But see how the universe is so beautiful. So there was always, there's got to be a breakdown to proceed a breakthrough. So I was breaking down and really, really strongly after the th one child, then two, then three. Mm. And, the, you know, and then there was this afternoon and I can remember it vividly laying back on this. It was this rust colored sofa. I can still see it. Three kids playing like on the floor. There's blocks. There's just chaos. Like as kids, Play-Doh everywhere. <laughs> and I was laying there, you guys, and I was thinking, this should be such a joyful thing. Like I have mm. three beautiful kids and I have a I live in Japan in a home and I have a, a, mayor, a husband who loves me and friends. And I was like wood. I was dead. I was mm. dead inside. And I was so scared because I knew that I was just repeating. Like when I heard how I was bursting out at my kids, like unhealed stuff, I knew I was just repeating a pattern and it terrified me. And I remember knowing very full well that, oh, my God, I have no tools. And my only solution, I was listening to the news. And at that point, I could understand a lot of Japanese. We'd lived there long enough. Recognizing that there was a story of women who were mothers, amazingly. Look what you attract when you're in a low <laughs> place. Mothers driving down this ocean road and driving right off the road with children who were in, mothers who had 
postnatal depression. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay, so I'm watching this and I'm thinking, terror. My heart is just like beating. Like I could feel it off my chest and the terror. And I remember dialing. I have three sisters knowing which one to dial and just dialing her and saying, I am so scared right now because I'm actually entertaining this. Like this is mm. how low I am. I didn't realize how low I was. You know, when you're isolated and when you're in depression, you're so alone. And even mm. though the world is, you know, I'd put on a mask and I'd get those kids to school and I I could do that, but it was so exhausting. By the time I got home, I would just lay on that rust colored sofa and just, so when I called her and she just said, you need to go, you need support now. That was such a gift. And, and guess where I ended up? with a music therapist. I didn't Aww. know. She was the only English speaking woman. <laughs> See, again, like amazing when you look back and you think, you know, all these yep. pieces that align. And she told me, Corey, you're so busy telling the same story the same way outwardly, looking outwardly, you're going to have the same result. She said, you have a baby. You have a baby and over the bed, is there a mobile? I said, yeah, there's a mobile. She said, it's like this it's just like the mobile over Nikki's bed. When you go to say goodnight, you don't have to shake the whole mobile. <laughs> you just go in there and you tap the mobile. One piece, don't you? And I said, yeah, one piece. And she said, it's the same. You think right now you've got to fix this and you've got to be this and you've got to do this and you've got to fix that. And, but, and you're yada, 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 your story, you're telling it snowballing. But actually, all you got to do is tap one piece and that's you really well. Just do you take care of you really well and turn inwardly. And she put me back into connection with, with the art again. So I'm just grateful for that because that was the beginning of the shifting from this downward spiral, you know, to the upward lift. So, oh my yeah. gosh, that's such a beautiful story. And thank you so much for sharing that. I think those times of transition in people's lives are a very natural place that people find the arts because we've used the arts throughout human history to help return to equal to find equilibrium. Pivotal moment for me, which I've talked about on the podcast, is my experience with leukemia and all the emotional after effects of that. And very similar experience to yours of finding that the mm -hmm. art being this powerful container to externalize and then transform all those negative heavy all that negative heavy stuff so i love i love your story and i love how you articulated it trying to find the balance of not waiting until you're at the bottom or you're at the worst part mm. to find the art it's like what could change in your life if you did it regularly as opposed to waiting until until point of you, crisis yeah yeah well you came yeah. into it with all of this art background and all this I art training so you had you all were these supposed skills. to know yeah, you would think, right? Yeah. <laughs> I should have known this stuff. Yes. But that's so that's fascinating to me too, because I do think about that. And I think, what happened? But what happened is I took on this new identity and I thought it's an all or nothing thing. Like now I'm mother. Mm. And I, I didn't know, and I speak about this in my book, that when we are not connected to our sense of self, that we start to look too outwardly. And when we start to do life overly, <laughs> to compensate from that disconnect from the essence of who we are. So in order to not feel that disconnect, I became really busy. So I was overgiving, like everyone's needs before Corey. Like I would never have thought, as my beautiful musical therapist said, just wake up, 
light a candle, even if it's 10 minutes before everyone else, and just take one brush, even if it's one color, just mm -hmm. feel something creating out of you. This was how was basic I had to be. And you're right, I graduated from art design with honors, like, <laughs> but it wasn't art made from the mind. Mm -hmm. She was inviting me into uh, coming home to myself. Mm -hmm. That's a very different thing. And I, I talk about the whole mind, that we have this beautiful thinking mind, but so often we too many of us are operating like 99% of the time from there. And we have a total disconnect from the, the center. In Japan, they call it the hara. And um, you go from the hara is your heart or your center and, and kara is from. So kara hara, I always love that mm. rhyme. And or your or the Chinese is dantian or, or we say our heart or our, our center, our core. I laughed that my name's Corey because now I'm always like, go from the core. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's a very different thing. And I'm doing some beautiful research now with heart math and to mindful science. I've been invited into them. And, and I use a lot of the research because I'm also advanced. I'm an advanced student of Dr. Joe Dispenza because I'm curious about the neuroscience behind art therapy. And what we're, a lot of this new science from Dr. Joe, Bruce Lipton, all of these, Greg Braden, it's coming out of heart math where we now know they can measure this, that yes, the thinking mind is important, but the feeling mind, which, okay, this one's linear, logical, keeps track of time. It's, it can be trained. Like I can learn how to be an artist from here. But mm. this one got bad rap sometimes because it's messy, chaotic, has no idea about time. It's just like, <laughs> it's like I said, curious, wonderful, very childlike. However, it's not childish. It's not throwing tantrums. It's going into curiosity and like, let's go and uh, playful. Well, this one, when they measure in the magnetical field, it's 5,000 times stronger than this one. So can you imagine how much power we're losing when we're not listening to this beautiful, intuitive, messy, but creative heart so mm. when you get the two going that's when you're humming you know mm. because we need them both we really need them both that's when life gets wonderful and juicy you know and and we we want to be alive that's when my spiral started going up because it was like I was stopped waking up I used to call it the big fear I would wake up it felt like a brick was on my chest and I was like is this how my life like I'm going to wake up like this every day but I mm. didn't know that no, once you get this in coherence, I jump out of bed now and I'm like, what are we going to create today? Mm. Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> That's a very beautiful way. And I'm so grateful that if I could go from there to there, that anyone can, because I was a miserable mama. I was mm. a miserable mama. What did you create today? Oh, I had so much fun. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. <laughs> I created, first of all, the most delicious breakfast. <laughs> and I, I have to say, I do this. I ask my body now. I was so, you know, I never thought about how I am a full creative being. Now I know, like I bring all of me to each situation. And so this morning I was like standing in front of the fridge and then I started to kind of wonder and I thought, oh yeah, I can ask. So I often put my hands right on my heart and say, what do, what do you want today, <laughs> body? <laughs> and uh, and then I always uh, laugh because it's different every day. I'm not someone who can do it the same all the time. Um, so I had a beautiful oatmeal and then I heard, I got the, 
the strong sense I say I hear. It's almost like my voice talking to me. But now that I've done this form of art therapy long enough, I, I don't need to do it on the paper to find out information. I can just ask my creative intelligence, what's next? And it was raining out and I heard walk in the rain. It's been so long because mm -hmm. in Dubai, we never had rain. So I took my dog and she was not happy, but we walked in the rain. <laughs> she was like, no one, I never time. once said I wanted to do this. It was all you. I know. Oh my it. gosh. And then after that, it's so great. Cause then right away in the walk, I start to get downloads of, okay, I'd love to put this in my blog post. And then there was two people I could think of for inviting on. I've started live streaming trying to feel into that. And they thought, oh, they'd be great guests to have because they don't do traditional art. Like one is not what we think of as art. One is a writer. And I thought some people express themselves through writing or, mm -hmm. you know, dancing or, or running or like every, there's so many ways to create your reality. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's like that. So I started to connect with people. So it was that kind of day. I, I, I call it a loosely held plan, Richard. I have mm -hmm. a general plan, but I hold it loose so that anything that wants to come in and um, that I couldn't have ha imagined, that's when life gets really juicy because mm. amazing synergies and synchronous events start to happen like that. Like that's meeting lovely. you guys. Come yeah, on. Which we're so glad. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, me too. Well, and we have a great question from our producer. He, since you've lived in so many different places and you kind of mentioned this, talked briefly about this, alluded to it earlier, about how your your arts practice and how you how you did your art therapy shifted based on the culture that you were in. Can you talk a little bit about your observations about the differences you've seen in different cultures and how they um, value the art or the role it plays in the culture and society? This is oh. one of the questions I was thinking of, but I had about too many times in the question and I kept saying it about. And so I was like, how do I rephrase that question so I don't have to say about? Well, you're welcome. So thank you, Ivan, for putting it in a better question form than, than I have. Well, again, I want to steal Ivan from my life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan helped me write my next book with Noah Boots. <laughs> Noah Boots. Noah That's Boots about it. Noah Boots That's about it. That's the question the book title. Oh my gosh, but I this is really a brilliant question because I learned a, a lot about about this when I I uh, popped from country to country and even having as I mentioned when I was in Thailand I had a actual studio where people would come and do courses or workshops mm. and within that well, I remember one day being so amazed because there was a woman's circle and I realized, oh my gosh, I have almost someone from every different continent here. The world was there. And it was that that day that I had the first experience when I think about different cultures and arts. I, I use the analogy often, especially to relax everybody and get everybody just to flow and to play. Um, I often say, pretend, let's, I'm, I, I'll pick something up like a pencil. And I'll say, okay, you guys, this is my magic wand. I'm zapping you. You're now all five. You're happy five-year-olds in preschool. Come on, let's go. And like just to get a warm-up so people can just be comfortable with throwing paint or doing <laughs> things that often teachers would be like, don't be messy. Or, you know, or moms would be like, oh, don't use that. So just letting people go. I remember looking across the studio and there's this beautiful woman who's now a close friend and she's become a therapist who uses art in her therapy a lot as well. Now Kian was looking at me and staring at me and frozen. 
And you could see she gathered so many materials, but she was frozen with them. So mm -hmm. I went to her side and I said, how can I support you? What's going on? And she said, Corey, I grew up in Vietnam. We had a war when I was a little mm. one. And I was so, oh, I felt so bad. Because I thought, look at me. I just brought my little paradigm in here. I, like I never thought about, Corey, everyone is coming from a different world. Literally, she had no, she had never seen a crayon in her. Bless her. That's why she took wow. the whole art, art table. Like I set up a buffet. <laughs> and I noticed she was going for it. Like <laughs> <laughs> and she, we giggle now, you know, and she said, yeah, I wanted to try it all. But then I stopped in my tracks because maybe the only playful thing I could do is draw in mud with sticks because we would still, that's what was so beautiful though, as we got to be mm. know each other and I got to hear more of her childhood and their story. I said, look at that. You had the inclination to create something still in the midst mm. of that hell and that challenge you know and she said yeah isn't it amazing that that spark that we were talking about that little light that creative intelligence is in there you know no matter and then you know i i've been in places like bali where i mean everybody's an artist in bali right so mm -hmm. it, it it's so amazing like the the whole mindset is we're all artists like we're all creating our life whereas when, like I mentioned, when I moved to Dubai, I found I had to do a lot more um, front loading with people to really believe that, no, you can, you are a creator. You can go and buy art. You can go and consumers can buy things like this. But the idea that you can create was something I had to really kind of coach. And it, it, you, it took a lot more energy let's say that way. But once the door was open, <laughs> so every culture's got a little bit different perspective. Japan was interesting too, because in Japan, it's very much a skill, like it's a discipline. You choose something like sumie is the ink drawing where they take black ink and then they dilute it at different strengths so that you'll look at a black and white sumie ink drawing and you'll you'll literally see different nuances. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. I tried to take it from a sensei, 85 years old. She's been doing it since <laughs> she's three. And I remember wow. it pained her to look at my art. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I learned so much then. I realized that's why I felt like in my workshops in Japan, the women, they were dying to come and express themselves. But in Japan, it's a... It's a communal society, you know, us in the, in Canada and US where it's individualistic, you're meant to be yourself and express yourself. And it, it's not like that in Asia, you're, you need harmony. It's called Choa because you're living, look at Japan, we we're living so tight. I even, my mom said my body language shrunk in Japan because you, you have to sit like this on the train to fit and, you know. Our house, the, the doorways were low, so mom oh, no. said, whenever you come back home, you're like a goose. Like you're going to <laughs> but, you know, is it, there's a containing. So you don't just splat out, you know, your expression. So there was like a process, I would say, okay, let's do a brain dump and just dump our stress out on a page. And But how about we use, I, I'd offer like three colors. I'd say you can use the da 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 that would help because then I would contain it a little bit. Otherwise, it was too open and too. Then over time, as the comfort level increase of that self-expression, it was amazing. So you have to be sensitive to everybody's culture. It's really mm -hmm. taught me to listen and to really mm -hmm. watch 
before I make an assumption that it's going to go my way. <laughs> Never my way. It's who I'm serving, right? Oh my gosh. I just feel like I could talk to you for days. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to have to buy your book, which is Please called do. Life in yes. Full Colors. Is that yes, correct? Yes, it is. Oh, and you know what, you guys, in the, against this stark background, Finally, oh, now it pops. If you had now a colorful it, background, it would not have popped. Do you know, Richard, you're right. I envying mm. your background, but it kind of, you're right. Yeah. It would compete with my book. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people are loving the paperback because it's more than a book. You get to dive in and actually like there's exercises as you go and creative sparks so that you can learn basically seven transformative tools to take stuff that's challenging you and instead of being derailed by it to actually learn how to leverage it and use it as your art material so you can flip it and so it's so much fun and all the proceeds go to the Vancouver Island um, Counseling Center for Immigrants and Refugees because I've mm -hmm. lived away from home for 25 years by choice but so many people don't have a choice you know they're in war-torn countries or what have you. So uh, they are really struggling with trauma, not just in their home country, but then they re they move somewhere and they often get anti-immigrant sentiment or they just miss home and they go through stuff. So all the net proceeds I'm just donating to them because they've started using art therapy with Aww. people there. So it's it's like a double lift. You get a lift, but you lift others too. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I kind Buying of want to be you when I grow up. That's what I've decided. <laughs> Just so you know. I'm, I'm never growing up, Richard. Well, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be quite the journey then. Oh my gosh. Why was it so important for you to write this book? Oh yeah. You know, this book was very important because people just started asking. They were changed. It's so gorgeous when people realize, oh my gosh, I can change so much just with crayon and like, and finding out like they can move energy that's heavy and stuck and trap things like sadness and shame and regret and anger and fear. Those things that we hide away from that they could take that and love even that part of them and play it out and find new ways and answers. So they started saying, Cora, it's so simple, but it's so needed. You should write a book. And after you get five people say that in one month, <laughs> that's again, creative intelligence saying it's time. And then guess mm. what happened? The lockdown happened. Mm. And we were in, it was, we were still in Dubai then. And I was home with all the kids, I have three teenagers and dog and Jamie. I was like thinking, I feel this book is coming. It's like a baby. <laughs> I feel it's coming. There's one and giant paper cut. That's I a big cow. Oh, that. <laughs> that's a bad, bad shape. <laughs> that's when the, imag the imaginal world is not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in Mar it came through really fast. Like in March, there was a, and in a Dubai house, you have this extra room off to the side. It's supposed to be where your maid lives. Well, we didn't have maid. I have kids who have chores. So we, <laughs> we, uh, so that room was empty and I would just go there in the morning to try to get quiet and meditate. And then I heard, take your laptop. And so I would get quiet and all of a sudden, boom chat like downloads would come and it came choo, 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 so quick so it was a really fun process mm. and and it's filled with stories not just my journey but so many people along the way that i had the honor of 
seeing transform. So it was like, it reminded me of uh, Sesame Street as a kid. I used to watch This Is Your Life when they go back and they meet people like <laughs> the salt and pepper meet the the toast and eggs that they used to do is a silly skit. But anyhow, I, I felt like, wow, I got to go back and meet all these former um, workshop attendees and clients and ask them, can I share your story? Because all these stories and memories were coming back. And then it was gorgeous because they were like, Corey, I would love for you to share my story. And many of them had become artists because oh, wow. this happens. I'm telling people it's not art and it's not. But when you're flowing that, often you clear out so much heaviness. You're, a lot of clients realize, oh my God, now I want to take an art class. And they mm. go there with such pure, raw emotion that their mm. art just takes off. So some had become artists, some had started businesses. Like I was so pleased to hear that those little seeds had had grown and they uh, and all of them had gone from such a closed shyness to saying oh my god tell my story if it would help people you know so that was for me amazing I felt like the book was far more than it's not Corey writing a book it was a real you know a uh, beautiful collaboration so mm. there's a lot of stories in there as well as uh, exercises so in it's an enjoying experience people are saying it's like sitting with you Corey you talk like you in the book so I said oh good I didn't want to be a book Corey and you have one of those exercises that you're going to share with us today right yes 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 in fact it's in the book kind of near the beginning because we can't do anything if our if our heads are just like filled with stuff and we actually pick up stuff all the time and some of it's not even our heaviness mm, especially yeah. with covid going on right there's a lot of and rightly so a lot of fear in the air there's a lot of tension and so anyone um where there's definitely energy streams going around and we can just pick up stuff easily so this is a beautiful way to take things that oh my gosh amped up or a lot of people tell me they do this before bed because mm just whew, empties so we're going to do a stress ball shift <laughs> and oh it sounds fancy and all we need though <laughs> is a paper and i just use a, a notepad here and um you can just use printer paper and i'm going to guide us through we're going to feel into uh where we're at and and kind of get a sense and then i'm going to show you through closing our eyes and we're going to breathe that stress out and it's going to tumble down our drawing arm so at hand, so whether you're lefty or righty, doesn't matter. And then I want you to have something nearby. And I, I crayons, I have chalk pastels here. I have, have oil pastels, my favorite thing in the entire oh, world. Richard, I know, I'm I feeling very that. artistic. I'm over I have with my box of crayons. Yes. Oh my gosh. <gasps> it's Representing gorgeous. Crayola. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm uh, Faber-Castell. Yeah. But uh, but I I honestly, if you got markers, whatever you want, whatever floats your boat. And then we're going to just um, have all of that around you, but splay it out. Like even if you want to dump a few out, because again, I'm inviting that messy, playful child to play. So I don't want you to feel like it's got to be all night, nice and tidy. Because what's going to happen is after we quiet in and we're going to feel all that stress come out and it's going to tumble at our hand. And then I'm going to ask you to be like, remember when you're a little kid and maybe your auntie or someone like my grandpa used to take us to the candy store 
against my mother's will. She was a health food freak. And she, he would be like, your mom's not here. Grab some candies. So I want you to <laughs> just choose the this almost like a kid in the candy store. So you're not thinking, oh, I kind of think I should use blue because I used orange before in that comp. No, if you're an artist trained person, just let that one have a rest. And we're literally gonna just grab what lights us up. And then you're gonna play it out in any shape. And I'm gonna show you a little demo. So right now my eye is just going on this orange. So I'm good, my hand just grabbed orange. And maybe my stress is gonna come out like, maybe I've all knotted up, right? Then when I'm bored or I feel like done, you're just gonna feel, I want you to, I'm gonna lead you into some breath work before and we'll feel in our center, our harakara. I'm done with that orange. You just drop it and then where's your eye grab it? Okay, my eye just went to blue. And it's literally like, like that. And then some people, their stress comes out. Maybe it's like you feel it's really sharp, jagged. Who knows? You don't even know. Maybe it's hazy. Maybe you just got stuff on your mind. You don't even know. It's not defined. Mm. It's just going to come out. And then what's going to happen is you're going to kind of forget that you're doing a stress ball shift. And you're just going to start playing with more colors and different things will start to come in. And as you do, I'll kind of mention to you that, and I'll guide you a little bit, but let you know that you're going to start to notice that, you know what, I'm a person who likes curvy lines, or I'm a person who really likes linear things. And you'll just play the way that feels good, whatever lights you up. Because actually, this is good medicine, because what we choose in here, we bridge into our life. And then we start to learn to listen to this more and like trust our intuitively, like this feels good. I should go in this direction. Ooh, that feels good. I should talk to that person. It might have some information for me. Uh, you know, this, this doesn't feel like the good place to sit in this restaurant. I'm going to sit here. I've done that. And I've literally met people like on planes or in, in restaurants that have been big helpers, as Joseph Campbell says, certain helpers will appear for your journey of the hero hero the and hero yeah. yeah and that's when those helpers appears when you're moving with that five thousand times stronger magnetical field they're all out there but we need to connect so this is like a brain dump but it's the bonus because you learn how to just do what lights you up okay are you guys ready yes, I'm i already so have excited. my color and i just want to start so okay well, we have I'm to start talking, okay so get yourself sitting like you guys are and just put your hands to receive on your lap or on your paper i usually connect with my paper and if you feel comfortable close your eyes and if you feel better just half park your eyes i say like you park in your park lights and just start to let yourself unwind. So I want to invite you to just take a deep breath in. Maybe even five seconds. Let's deep breathe and then let it out Ooh, with a sigh. <sighs> let's do another few breaths like that. So let's breathe in really slow. And now, as you let it out with a sigh, I want you to just envision all the stress that's around you, in and through you, starting to form like a snowball on the top of your head. So as you push it out, see it all start to gather above your head. Now breathe deep again. Ah, beautiful. You'll start to feel better. Now just keep going like that in your own timing and rhythm. And I'm going to talk to you as you're breathing in deeply. 
Now that beautiful ball above your head is just like a magnet now. It's attracting all the stuff that's just whirling around your beta busy mind, whether it's your grocery list or that nagging thing you got to do, or maybe it's something you've been crunching on for a while or just, just stress. Maybe it's even stuff that just feels tight in your body. Exhale it. When you exhale, exhale it into that stress ball and see it above your head now starting to form a beautiful light and it's starting to melt and it's melting right through you and it's sliding down your drawing arm and as you breathe it out feel it move and tumble right through your hand as like a little activator to tell your hand now I'm ready. Grab the color that feels good. Open your eyes and start to dump me out on the page. Go. You will find your hand will just go. Let it go. There is no need to think. It's going to play and it might surprise you. Mind will really try to analyze now. Oh, wow. Why'd you use rah, rah. Just tell mind, you can relax. I'm in my heart, and I'm just letting this stuff flow out. I'll talk to you later. When you're bored, remember, just drop it. Like a kid in a candy store, choose another candy. And play and play and play and play until you realize, oh, I want to try something else. Be a curious, childlike scientist. Keep in your breath. Beautiful. With every exhalation, see, literally see all that stuff that you were carrying emptying out beautifully on your page. Mm, stay playful with it. Be easy on yourself. Notice what lights you up and do more of that. Feel all of that stress shifting out of your body through your breath. Know that, trust that it's being contained, it's being caught. You don't have to do anything, but just let it go, let it flow. If something starts to emerge and you think, oh, that looks like this and that, that's fine, just notice it, but don't feel you have to make something. Just see what your hand wants to do. It maybe wants to make something, and maybe not. Just let it play however it wants to go. We're going to take a few more minutes, though we could probably do this forever. And as you do, just kind of ask your body, body, where do you want to play now? Like, let your eyes scan on your page and just use it as a chance to be directed by your creative intelligence and ask, what do you want to do for one final playful move here? Where do you want to go? What do you need to say? And let it express itself in its own beautiful, unique way. And once you complete that final one, slowly come back to the space. We call it otherworlding. We go in the other world when we make art this way. So start to wiggle your fingers and toes and put your hands on your paper. Make contact with it and come back to the space when you feel ready. Mm. How was that? How are you feeling? Oh my gosh, I'm like tearing up. Oh. <laughs> I think, uh, is Stanzi frozen for anybody else but me? 
I was the, hear me? I was, yeah, can, we can hear you. I thought the entire time, is she going to open her eyes? Like, what, why is she not doing this? She's really into the meditation part. And I was I like, am. all right, well, I'm not going to stop her. Danza, you look so peaceful. <laughs> Richard, how are you feeling, my love? I loved that. It was like when I was a kid, yeah. my mom let me take all of our extra paint and she let me paint my entire bedroom oh and I would God. I just took rollers and I just rolled colors all over my bedroom and my entire room was like this huge circus I loved that room like I love color and I love like just random like paint splatters so this was when Stanzi well I'll show my can we show yes, ours? Please show me. I would love Not that this to is see. not exciting, but that's what <gasps> I came up with. Oh, I have. I don't myself. know which way to go. Yeah. Anyway, it can go anyway. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Amazing. It feels so fun in your world. <laughs> it's, my head looks like this backdrop usually. Yeah. That's like, yeah. 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 But you know, this is what's so cool. It's like, see, it started as this stress, right? Mm -hmm. But look how you alchemized it and turned it into something completely yeah. playful and with your thumbprint on it. You can feel you in there, can't you? Yeah, and it started, like, I covered up a lot of it as it was, like, sure. morphing, where I was like, I don't like that anymore. Like, yeah, that looks too hard for me. <laughs> you blew the energy field. You went into I... your own. <laughs> that was so cool, and I love this. But I love incorporating um, this type of exercise with my like with my spiritual practices, um, yes. you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. And so I like, I'll incorporate it into a prayer practice, you know, of Perfect. what am I, what am I feeling? And then once I get that out of the way, it's, I can feel and sense God speaking in and through, um, the art and it transforms like, so it's, so my piece started like lots of chaos. <laughs> yes. Wow. Me too. Me too. <laughs> my brain yes. right now. Yes. Um, and just as I was going, that last little piece, I just had this strong sense of the color blue, just like hemming me in and surrounding me. And just the sense of, I have you and I see all of it and mm. I'm covering all of all of you and all of it. And so when I got kicked out, I wasn't stressed. I was just sitting here just like, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> totally blissed out. Oh, yeah. And I heard you say you were moved to tears, which was beautiful. Yeah. You yeah. really, you could, that's what, that's just it. We move from the heart and, and we, we feel and, and to, to feel that power, like you said, I call it creative intelligence. It's God. It's, it's divine. It's, it's that part of us that's so knowing and so um, loving that mm -hmm. it, it's often, it, I mean, even hearing you say that I was tearing up and, and just celebrating like my cells were dancing when Richard was <laughs> telling me about his childhood memories, like things start to Aww. piece together. And like when we're in uh, the field, the unified field, that there is no time, there is no space. So all of those cascade together and we realize that, wow, it's just this beautiful expression that we are. And so I'm so proud of you both for diving in with well, me. Thank you. <laughs> reading it. And I wanted to say like a little side note here. If people are listening, if you're listening and you're like, this is way woohoo, this is like mm. out there and I'm a rational person and I do rational things. There, there is a level of mental clarity and 
like, I feel like this allows me to think clear and allows me to think more rationally when I go back to the work that I need to do, because I've, because the motions are there under the surface, whether you admit they're there or not, and they affect how your brain can operate and how your thinking and decision-making can operate. So when you clear out the noise, you can think more rationally and come to, Mm -hmm. come to your, your work with a clearer head. And like you, you talk about like coming more from your heart and from your coming as a whole person, instead of coming like as a, as a brain, when we're, we are a whole person, whether we recognize it or not. And when we do recognize it, there's a lot of power there. Mm. Is that what does that sum it up? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's perfectly put. And that that just sparked something else in me to, to add to that, which is that you're right, when we bring those two together, that is when people say, oh, I want to be aligned, like sometimes people don't even know what they're talking about. I, used to, I, I do that. I throw catch phrases out sometimes in it. That is alignment. And that is when we have pure intelligence because you're right. Th- things just come. And I, I mean, I know people who afterwards they say, oh my gosh, no, I'm sleeping better. So we're well, sleeping better. See, it's all, all part of the whole, right? Then they're sleeping better. So then they're waking up and their, their mood is better. They're able to think with clarity. And also I, I noticed that when people are doing this sort of work, um, for me too, I had such fog. I couldn't, I couldn't know, I couldn't just know which decisions to make. Now I don't waste any time. I mean, I wrote a book in a month. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and I, I, I don't believe that I could have done that without these sort of tools. So I'm, I'm sharing what I do. So before I, I love that you said incorporate in your spiritual practice. Sometimes when I sit down to meditate or be in the silence and make that inner connection, it's just too busy. Life gets mm-hmm. insane sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's just so, sometimes it's just humming or something's derailed me and I'm, or, you know, or I'm triggered by someone. My God, the traffic in Dubai was like eight lanes. I was like, oh my gosh, using that. <laughs> yeah. And you just drive everywhere there. You can't ride a bike. It, it's not that kind of place. So it was like, literally, I would have to take the traffic off of me. So just a quick, and then what happens, you guys, is you start to learn how to move this out of, you don't even need to pull out a crayon you start to do it and that's called energetically we have this incredible imaginal realm and the mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined states so you can actually just do this mm-hmm. like i've done this where i am driving and someone cuts me off and i'm so scared and jarred now we're in a new country i'm learning there's new ways of driving there's new roads and it turnoffs don't look like turnoffs here. And there's certain things I get jarred and frazzled and I can feel. So I'll just brain dump this in my, as I'm driving, I'll just see it, you know? Yeah. And that's don't grab how, a notebook and crayons while you're driving. Not while you're driving. You're, in traffic. you're not. No, I'm still 10 and two, yeah. but I'm, I'm literally seeing myself doing, and we, what, we have a felt sense. We have our five senses, but then we have the felt sense we talk about in art therapy. And that's, if you can feel it, they talk about this with law of attraction too. If you can feel it, see it, you can be it. And so even with being a writer, I never, I had this thing, I had this block saying, well, I can't write a book. When people would say you should write a book, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm good with a paintbrush, but don't ask me to write. And I had to get rid of that. So I would literally see myself at my computer writing. And sure enough, when the book 
started to come, I was, it, that's how it came. I would sit there after meditation and I'd see myself in the same space as a writer and I became a writer. And interestingly, a, a professional review came out yesterday. And while it does sound, you're right, a lot of these concepts can seem kind of woo woo and too soft, but the, the, reviewer said I've read many of these kind of books but this was so intelligently researched and I thought ah. that's interesting because we can access a higher level of intelligence and we can get so you're not running around like you know kumbaya you're literally getting through life really well and with intel like with this intelligence that's accessible but often it's just doesn't feel like it is because life just feels like it's overtaking us because this mm -hmm. thinking mind, it's a beautiful thing, but it's a problem-solving machine. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, if there is no problems, it'll find a problem. <laughs> mm. And then and then once it gets a problem, it'll grow five heads. And then they'll grow five heads. That's how it rolls. And that's why we pray. And that's why we quieten ourselves. And that's why we meditate. And that's why we we do things like drawing or cooking or gardening that, that they can center us. And they can quiet us and quiet this one so we can activate the essence of us. So there are things we need to do so that we can keep this one under control. And then once it, it's like Dr. Joe says, it's like a wild stallion. You got to train it. Who's in charge? Is the stallion going to think you're a wimpy rider? Are you going to show it who's boss? So once we have these tools, it gets in line and then, wow, then your mind works beautifully for you. So mm -hmm. it is, it's an important thing to get the two in alignment. <laughs> Corey, I could talk to you all day long. I know. <laughs> uh, so I hope you'll come back at some point because I have oh, still a list of questions for you and things that I want to talk to you about, but <laughs> I think you're amazing. And I want to thank you so much for, for jumping on with us today. Oh my gosh, it's my honor. Thanks you guys. I have laughed and I have loved and I have felt so connected, which is the whole point. So thank you. We will connect again. Okay, good. How can people get the book and connect with you? outside of this podcast. Yeah, so you can find all that stuff on my website, which is Creating Healing with Corey, and Corey is C-O-R-R-Y. I'm Canadian, we say sorry, just take the S off and put on a C. That's how you remember <laughs> Corey. <laughs> but the book is available on Amazon right now, ebook and the paperback, but people like the paperback because you can get in there with your crayons and have mm -hmm. some fun. And if you want to work with me, we can do sessions. If you've got anything, the art can hold anything. So you can do a free consultation call with me and then we'll get a sense if it, you got to feel connected to who you work with to feel safe. And if you feel like you'd like to, then we can go forward and work together. So you can become very, very easy with these tools. It's they're so simple, but you just need to learn them. I love it. Corey McDonald, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Mm, thank Make sure you. you go to heartsneedart.org for all the show notes and the links to Corey's stuff. Um, and make sure you subscribe on your favorite, wherever, if you're listening or you're watching, make sure you watch on our YouTube channel to see the art that we created. <laughs> and for Stanzi's 25 minute meditation, <laughs> because her camera froze. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening thanks for watching everyone we will see you and hear you or you'll hear us next week keep creating everyone goodbye
Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers in partnership with the National Organization for Arts and Health. You can help others learn about the healing power of the arts by subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen or watch. The podcast is hosted by Richard Wilmore, co-hosted by Constanza Rader, and produced by Ivan Briones. Our theme song, Songbird, is written and performed by Natalie Lane. Visit heartsneedart.org to learn how you can support our mission to create joy with people facing life-altering health challenges. Join us next week to learn more ways you can create arts for the health of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Hearts Need Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast.